I'm very excited to be here. I'm very excited to be here. Welcome back, you guys. To Unlicensed, Unlicensed Podcast. Podcast. Oh my gosh, I actually didn't think I was going to like miss this. But like I was really looking forward to doing this again. I look forward again. to it every single Sunday. Oh, it's been, Honestly, It was truly. so fun. And I think we both want to start out by like talking about our first episode. Yes. And kind of like how that went. So firstly, like there was so much feedback. Like So much feedback constructive, and so much support. Yeah, support, but like constructive criticism. Yes. Like really honest feedback, not just like, this shit's great. Like stuff honest, like, like tips. Hey, like maybe I should do this. Yes. Or have you thought about this? Which was nice. And I definitely wanted to be like... I know we talked about this before. I wanted to be really transparent um, in the beginning of this episode and say that I was very humbled by what I was getting back from the episode because I think in my head when we talked about doing a podcast, I was like, how how outrageous can I be to where I can entertain the most amount of people? Right. So I try to come up with the most, you know out there topic I could or without one. being like too too out there yeah. where people were still like interact of course yeah of course and like I in my head I was like let's make it crazy you know let's make it something <laughs> that's like out of the box whatever. on brand <laughs> yes but and it it didn't hit as hard as you and I right. talking right. like in the first half of the half of the episode seemed to resonate so much more and that's what people were listening to that's what to. people were loving and that for me was such a humbling moment because I was like, okay, maybe I was being shallow. And, and we had the conversation. Jess and I had a conversation. We were just like, well, maybe we should like spice it up and add some stuff because like maybe no one wants to hear us talk for like mm-hmm. 40 minutes. But like you guys actually loved it. That seemed to be what we were getting. Which was really exciting. And like Jess said, like we were super humbling yeah. about the whole first episode yeah. and like the feedback that we were getting back from it. So that was very exciting to hear yeah it was it was it was a confidence boost and it was humbling at the same time so I think the feedback was fantastic I definitely want to make sure like we continue to encourage that because it was so helpful even if it's like hey love this but I'll take it like whatever is like anything that you guys want even if it's not like immediate friends or whatever like like we said you guys are a friend so we want you to be able to like slide in the dms and be like hey, have you guys ever thought about this? Or, hey, mm-hmm. I super, super love this. Or, like, whatever the case may yeah, be. Yeah, definitely. So, that was super fun. Yeah. Did you have a good week? We haven't seen each other in a few days. Yes. I had a good week just working a lot. I'm doing a lot of research on career paths that I want to take, um, which has been very eye-opening. But, yeah, a good week overall. That's good. Yeah. I saw Pitbull last night. How was that? Amazing. No, he was so motivational. You know, like that meme was going around and that whole meme was going around like Pitbull for president. Like I get it now because like every like three songs, he would spend like two minutes just like speaking to us. Motivational speaking. Yeah. But it was like very impactful. I had like chills. Like it was actually like a dad or like a guest speaker. Like if a politician was giving like a hype up speech, that's like what it felt like. Pitbull for president. Oh, it was so good. He was like, freedom ain't free. Freedom is priceless. Like all he was just going. And I was like, fuck freak freak yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i was like definitely there to like party but i was also right. there for that which is very on brand for me i'm like give me the party but then give me like make me cry then, <laughs> make me shed a tear too well speaking of crying <laughs> why are we crying um so for free therapy this week oh. instead of doing like a specific question i posted like a little thing on my personal instagram of um like what people need help with the most right now and it seemed to be relationships Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah 
relationships seem to be at the, the forefront of the problems going on right now. Right. So I thought instead of trying to cover relationships as a whole, which is would take so long, we don't have that much time in the world. No, we so do not. So wh- where would you think we'll start at the beginning? At the beginning, the talking stage. Yeah, let's start will. with some tips or like not even tips, but just like let's talk through, you know, the mindset of when you're first starting to date someone. Right. Because that's where a lot of things end up coming up anyway. So I feel like a lot of people will be like, Oh, well, I'm, like, talking to someone. So, like, what what do you think your definition would be of, like, quote-unquote talking? I feel talking like talking stage? is when... Because I think when you have intention to date, it becomes a lot more, like, pressure. I feel like oh, talking yeah. is, like, yeah, that could come or, like, that it's might come. But, like, you're just trying to figure each other out. Getting I think the issue comes with people taking it as we will date so then everything that that person says like goes out the window because in your head they're already your boyfriend right so you're like already committed to them so whenever they say something or do something that makes you go it's kind of like a hit to the heart a little bit because it's like oh damn but you've already put them in your head as your boyfriend so you're not going to take a step back or like seeing something with them potentially or like definitely yeah so you're never going to stop and like not be with them because of something they said because in your head you've committed right so I feel like talking should be you know, you're waiting to find out. Like do you're, not you're commit. listening. No. Do not commit when you're talking mentally. to someone. Definitely do not commit mentally. A mental commitment to someone is very impactful. It's I think. Yeah. Yeah. It can be it not can be. It is super intense. Because like you said, it's like added pressure to get not get to know someone like too much, but be like, I need to know everything about you because you're gonna be like (laughs) yes exactly and I think that's what scares a lot of girls and guys off it's like well if we're just talking but you're treating me like a boyfriend or a girlfriend you know if two different people have like a different perception of what talking is that's where issues come especially if you're with someone that I wouldn't say has commitment issues Mm -hmm. but someone that like isn't there yet yeah you'll freak them out you will absolutely freak them the fuck out so even if like in your head you're like oh my god i want this to be something please don't say it no i think you'll know you i think people should listen to their gut more and i know you hear that all the time what i think that genuinely means is don't doubt your first instinct like if you're sitting at a table with this potential boyfriend girlfriend whatever and you're like damn like i do not think that they're as into me as i am into them i think err on the side of caution maybe they're not but if you're if you're like thinking that and sometimes they show that they're super interested and sometimes they're just like "Mm," like not texting as much or Mm -hmm. like not interacting as much do you how would you bring that up in conversation like how would you even be like hey like not without being like what are we like what are we doing like without saying that well first i think you don't need to think about their personality so, like, everybody is different with their love language, with, like, how much they communicate, how love they languages. communicate. So, don't, like, jump the gun and be like, oh, they're not interested because they don't text me the freaking heart emoji. You know, like... Or any emojis. Like, get, like <laughs> understand who they are as a person. First of all, you shouldn't even be talking about dating someone unless you know who they are as a person. Um, at least to some extent. Right. So, take that off of it. Let's say you know their communication style and you genuinely just think that they are not interested. I think the best way, and, like, I've done this to my friends' boyfriends when I meet them. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, so, whenever I have, like, a moment alone with them, I'm like, so, can you just, like, tell me your intentions? Because someone who, no, I'm being so honest, because somebody who has no intention of dating you, they're not going to know what to say. No, they're not. They're going to get really tripped up and they're going to like fumble over their words and be like, oh, well, we're just like, like having I'm fun. I'm just here for a good time. Yes, right. That tells you everything you need to know. If somebody's set on dating, they'll be like, and even if they're not ready to say, I want to date you, what they're going to say is like, well, I'm really enjoying what we're doing now. Like, I want to continue doing it. Somebody who doesn't care about dating you is going to get all tripped up 
and give you some like Fumble bullshit. Over words, not know what to say. Yeah, we're just chilling. Like, I don't know. Like, like I'm just fuck? really what like. What does that mean? I'm really just focusing on myself, or like I'm just busy with school. The, I'm I busy with post, school. I saw a post and it was just like, so if I'm talking to someone and if they say they just have a lot going on right now, does that mean they have a girlfriend? And I was just like absolutely girl yes run for the hills or he doesn't want to make you his girlfriend <laughs> and that's harsh but like that's true so it's that's the true. first thing to it's think about real. when you're starting to talk to someone read the room a little bit figure out if you guys are even on the same page and if you don't know how to read heartbreak. the room practice yep do it with your friends do it also with- bring them to meet your friends okay that's two things because if they won't come meet your friends red flag um second thing especially <laughs> if you and your friends are the type of people that like to be together yeah. often or like do a lot of things together because it would be really awkward for you to be like oh you can't come because I'm with my friends or oh friends I can't bring such and such yeah. because of whatever reason I feel like it's really important to see how your significant other or potential significant other acts around like your yeah. immediately immediate fan, friend group and they'll know like if they won't come meet your friends that take that as a sign that they're not that into you yeah. And then second... Once again, run for the hills. Run, run, yep. And then your friends will know after that night. They'll be like, hey, like, what do you think? Your friends, the, especially if you the have real who love friends, you, they will know if that man is into you or not. If they are real friends, they will let you know, like, hey, girl, not... He's not the one. She's not the one. Like, this is not yep. it. He looks like he's, like, a or million miles away. Caution. Yes. Air, because, like, I don't want to say... Nothing is a definite in life. Nothing is an absolute. Right. So take this as it applies to your own situation. I just think... I think the best thing you can do is A, have a conversation about intentions and then be like, if you can be around their friends and have them around your friends and both parties are like, yeah, this is great. Like there's mutual liking for each other. Like that energy is just naturally there. And it's like, important they'll know. Obviously somebody feel. might be nervous. So like always keep those kind of things into consideration. Which will happen. Especially yeah, if course. it's like your first time, even if it's like one-on-one and it's your first time with them, mm-hmm. obviously the nervies are Present. going to happen. Yep. But the nerves are very intense whenever you bring them around your people. Yeah. Because you're just like, oh, I really want him or her to like my friends or want my friends to like them. Mm-hmm. And it can be a little nerve-wracking. And sometimes we'll have a bad night. Yeah. So I think, you know, I don't want to say anything is like, they definitely don't like you if, or like, your friends definitely won't like them if, because I think that's like, it's unrealistic to say things like that. I just think if you kind of use a culmination of these things, having the intentions talk like, also don't have that talk and like date number three please like let's just let's listen let's i've just, been there i've i've done it okay let's not what do was that. the talk on date number three? First, okay well let's it wasn't necessarily a date but like when i was Hang kind out of number three yeah I, it's more just like so like i i'm a dumbass i was always like so what are we oh my these god these boys were screaming in their head and i i, but I was like so oh my god young. not one of those girls i was so young but at the same time like this goes into the thing i don't understand like i understand why they don't want to be honest about it because they want to continue having quote-unquote fun they want to live their but life. i just wish people would think of the other person's feelings and just be able to say like i don't really see anything here but like i really enjoy hanging out with you and then let that person make a decision on their own behalf reciprocation of feelings is very important yeah i think it's so cool to like when people can just be honest and transparent about how they feel like that's so dope because then you could continue the friendship. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, you can you see that it's easy to talk to them. Yeah. It's not too deep in where you can't just be friends. It's like, not too forced. Yeah. So I think that's huge, too. Like, be honest about And this is, like, goes if you're that person, you can feel like someone else likes you more than you like them. Like, the best thing you can do, don't be selfish. Like, be honest about how you feel. Because at the end of the day, it's really important for that person. Like, if someone feels very strongly about me, I want to be able to 
have those feelings for them. And if I don't, they deserve to be with mm-hmm. someone that feels that way about them. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to string someone along and be like, oh, this is fun. We're just, this is a vibe. I want to let you find the person that you should be has with. those same feelings. Like, reciprocate the feelings that someone else is giving you. If it is the right mm-hmm. feel. Also, and I know we've talked about this. I feel like this is our, is our fourth, third, third or fourth point. But learn someone's love language and that doesn't necessarily have to mean like you point blank ask them because sometimes that can seem a little like interview What's style love language but like learn and some that. people don't know what that is no they don't but like learn that that's and it, important and i feel like it's important to know like just for yourself like i know my top two love languages what are they my top two lang- love languages are quality time and physical touch really those are my two. Oh, yes. mine's words of affirmation i honestly i hate to be like i'm all of them but like top 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 Words of affirmation and probably quality time, but, like, actual, like, quality time. Not just, like, hanging out, but, like, making that meaningful time. Making the hanging out count. Yeah, like, doing something Not that's just being meaningful. in a room with each other, but yes. even if it's, like, not even going anywhere, but having deep conversations or yep. important conversations. Touching really important, sometimes, like, hard to talk about yep. topics whenever you get to that point. But even that could mean, like, not being on your phone. Like, if you're, like, having Please a dinner... Please don't be on your phone the entire time whenever you're yes, with someone. For don't the, do that. Especially, like, the first couple hangouts or the first few dates. Do not be, like, the girl that's, like, yes, in your phone. Because yes. that is so annoying. And it's a turn like, for people. a term relationship, like, there has to be a time, like, obviously, when you're together a lot, you're going to be on your phone. Right. But there has to be a time where you flip it over, put it down... Especially, I think uh, this is very traditional of me. I really do think at meal times, like that to me is like something I really try. Yeah, and I wouldn't be do. on my phone whenever we're trying to eat because I don't know about you, but I love food, mm-hmm. and I also feel like whenever you have good food, good conversation, and good times happen whenever you have like yeah. good food and I good swear, drinks or whatever. Good moments pass you by while you're staring at a freaking screen, like. And obviously, I, I will pick up my phone and text my back or like do something really quick. But like, I really do try and like be in the moment when I'm like at a meal like, with somebody. Don't I like to out. be very present. So I think that's um, important as well, like learning their love languages. So definitely, I think, find that out because you can't expect someone to love in the way that you do or receive love in the way that you do. And speaking of receiving love, whenever you are in those talking stages with someone, gauge if they are the type of person that is able to receive love. Yeah. Or see if they're the type of person that is ready to receive love. Because if they are not, you cannot force love on them because that will honestly, truly just push them away. And I've been that girl. Yeah. Definitely. No, me too. No, I have to. I have to. And it's hard not to do, especially if you're such like a loving, Mm -hmm. caring and nurturing person and you want to show that some people are not ready for that and you have to respect that. Yeah. And I think that's really important. I think, you know, to round it out after, you know, everything we just talked about, I think the biggest thing is and the biggest takeaway, if you take all of that into culmination is when you're spending time with someone in the first couple weeks, make sure you're like making the time count and that doesn't necessarily mean like having like some crazy ass deep conversation that can literally just like starting to pay attention to what they do to show you because like for example in my relationship like my boyfriend is not a words person like words of affirmation is like not his thing but i've learned what i can live with and what i can't live without what is the quote that you told me the other day learn what you can live with and learn what you can't live without in a person in a person and for me in a relationship i could forfeit some of that need for words of affirmation in turn for somebody who is genuinely, genuinely, like, supports me as my best friend in the whole world. And you know that they love you. Yes. And sometimes those words of affirmation aren't always needed. No. And I mean, I've it's nice to, to have sometimes. Yeah. It's nice to have sometimes, but it's not a necessity. No, it was not something I couldn't, 
I couldn't live without. Right. It was something I was willing to compromise on. And that also took time. Like, I don't want to sit here and say, because, like, I did that because in Because he brings other things to the table. So many things. That make up mm-hmm. for him not being a words person. And, and I love nice. our relationship. And, like, I wouldn't change anything about it. I think I am such a words person that if there was two of us, it would almost be too much. Overwhelming. Yeah, so I don't want to change him. I think that's another thing. Like... You when cannot change a person. You cannot, you change, cannot change a person. No. They will change when it is their On their time. time. And for reasons that they choose. So definitely make the, the first few weeks to a month really, really impactful. And, like, make sure you're paying attention to those things. Make, Ask them what their intentions are at the right time. And I really hate to be this person, but please pay attention to red flags. Yeah. Red flags can be the smallest things. I was going to say they could be huge or they could be super, super subtle. Because the subtle things can turn into bigger things mm-hmm. later on, whether it's like a year or two down the line, you'd be like, you remember what you did on September 3rd? Yeah. At 5.34 p.m.? Yeah. This did not sit right with me. Like, you need to take those things and be like... Internalize them. Need to pay attention yep. to this. This is noted. Moving on. Listen to the way they talk about their ex-girlfriends. Listen to the way they talk about their mom. Listen to the oh way they God. treat Oh my God, please listen to the way they talk staff. about their mom, their siblings, their immediate family, because if those topics and things are not paid attention to, it can turn into a huge problem later yep. on down the line. Or it'll pass you by, pass you by, pass you by, and now you are four because months I've in. Because had, I've had a friend specifically that was with a person like that, and I was just like, hey, girly, mm-hmm. have you never noticed this about yeah. him at all? That's definitely like, when you should lean on your you? friends for that, because sometimes they will see it when you just can't. Right. I always that's think about it like having, when like, you're looking friends. at a puzzle. <laughs> this is how I, was, how I think about it. If you're like looking at a puzzle and you're like knee deep in that puzzle and you've got like 15 effing pieces left and you're like which one goes where but then you have somebody staring at the top and you're like oh i can see it much better i always think about that whenever i'm in a situation i'm too close to it Some, i'm like let me retract someone that myself is from the outside looking in yes can see the whole picture yes. whereas you can only see what's right in front of you exactly so definitely lean on and your people even and even in some of the instances where it's like you might see those things but you're like tunnel vision mm-hmm. you're just like only focusing on all of the good things which, sure, girl, be optimistic, but also please be realistic. Yes. You please have to think be logically Because this is your life, your emotions, and your feelings on the line. Yeah. And you do not want to mess with those. No, you Because it's very hard to regain those things. I know you have a lot of experience with various types of relationships, so I thought it would be fun today if we kind of got to know you a little <laughs> bit more Yay! on a deeper level. I think we did a little bit of an intro, I feel like, a tiny, last episode. A tiny smidge bit. And I don't want it to be super forced, but I no. just want to talk to you let everyone listening kind of know you and love you as much as I do so I kind of want to let's start with your family tell me about like your family dynamic my family dynamic growing up both of my parents were in the military that's how they met they were in the air force and moving around as a kid was very second nature to me so being the new kid like I said in the very first episode it sucks Being the new kid sucks. Making friends really sucks, especially in middle school and in the beginning stages of high school because people are so clicky. And that's how I met one of my best friends um, in middle school and high school because we were both the new kid. And for whatever reason, no one liked us. We didn't even really say anything. I think it was just like, oh, these girls are new, ill. Like, you know how Mm -hmm. girls can be in middle school and high school. Very petty, very, like, chatty. And we, yeah, we we clung on to each other and we just grew with one another um but anyways my family dynamic um military style not very strict I wouldn't say that my parents were strict at all I think my parents were very um they were realist 
So they would let me know straight up, mm -hmm. like, I don't think that this friend is for you or I don't think that this person is for you. And I think that's really important for your parents mm -hmm. to point those things out and also for you to listen to those things and take that in. Um, even if you don't want to hear it, I think it's important because it will show later. Um, but I had a really good relationship with both of my parents growing up. Um, like I said, I moved around a lot, so I didn't always have a ton of friends, but I had two sisters growing up and they were and still are my best friends and I could lean on them for anything and I still lean on them for everything. Um, so I had a very tight knit growing up, um, my immediately family, my mom, dad, and my two sisters and yeah. a couple of my cousins. Y'all were very close knit. Yes, very much. So how many schools did you go to between like? Um, I want to say that I went to two or three elementary schools, um, two middle schools and one high school. Wow. So I moved around a lot in the beginning of my childhood and it kind of simmered down towards the end because my dad retired. My mom retired like whenever we lived in Georgia, but my dad didn't retire until we moved here to Columbia um, whenever I was in the eighth grade. Gotcha. And so what do they do now? Just work so at the VA, right? My mom works at the VA. She's a supervisor for veterans disabilities. And my dad is a contract engineer on Fort Jackson Post. Right. So yes. he was out of the country for a while. My dad is always out of the country. So whenever we first moved here in 2008, my dad would take these contracting jobs, which would be him leaving for a year. He would come back um, at the six month mark, but only stay for two weeks and then leave again. Mm -hmm. And he did that from 2008 until about 2000 and. 12 2013 I want to say um and then he was home because my mom was like hey I really miss you and I want you here my dad was like no problem and so he found a job on post um in Columbia and he has been working there since 2014 but every now and then whenever he gets bored with where he is he'll sign a contract and then go across um the seas to Afghanistan most of the time and do his thing over there yeah because when we met your dad was not here he yeah whenever we met my dad had overseas. just recently went overseas mm -hmm. he had just left I think like maybe a couple of weeks or maybe a month right before I met you yeah because I remember that was like such an interesting thing you were just like your about. dad works overseas and I was just like yeah, it's a normal thing. And people are just like, how do you deal with that? But whenever you grow up yeah. and you're moving all the time and your parents aren't always there all the time, one parent is always there. It's an, It was normal for me. Yeah. And so whenever I tell that to people, they're just like, oh my God, did that not suck? And I'm just like, well, yeah, but that was life. Yeah. And I obviously, if you don't live that life, then it's a little harder to understand that and be like, how can that be your normal? But that was my normal for me and my sisters. It was very normal for my dad not to always be there. But, like, my dad was still a very present father. Yeah. He was, he would call us every single day from where he was. He would FaceTime us often. He would always check in, how's school, how's life, how are your friends? Like, he was a very present father. He just was not physically there, but he was always there. What state did you go to high school in? I went to high school here. Okay, um, so you were in South Carolina at this point. Oh, yeah. That was a culture shock. But I was in, I went to high school here. So I was going to ask, so, like, how do you feel? I wouldn't say you're, like, southern <laughs> like a southern lady if no, you will so how no. did you how do you feel about how did you, how was your high school experience in the sense of like southern culture like how did you feel like oh being my here my high school now <laughs> mind you I went to high school in a very small town mm -hmm. called Lugoff South Carolina can you give like a general area like a geography setup like what's it near like in relation to like where we are in columbia um from where we are in columbia i would say columbia is probably the closest thing to it yeah, because about, if i what, say like 40 like, minutes 30 ish yeah. i would say if people i i could say camden south carolina and people know what camden is camden has the carolina cup where people don't really watch the yeah. horse races they're just there for the drinks and a good time mm -hmm. um so that's where i'm near i'm a little like 
25, 30 minutes outside of Columbia. Okay, so you're nearby, but in, like, a smaller, like, suburb area of Columbia. Absolutely, yes. So how was the culture there for you? Like, because high school is such a pivotal point. The culture there for me, coming from where I was from, I, I grew up in Warner Robins, Georgia. Um, and Georgia is a very different place in South Carolina. Sure is. And I would definitely say that whenever I moved here, I realized that people were kind of rude. Mm. were kind of mean and I don't know if that was just because I was younger and I didn't really pay attention to that um I do feel like whenever I moved here I realized that people's intentions were not so well um and I realized that you know not everyone really cared for certain people and I didn't really know that I existed like my parents obviously would have conversations with me growing up because being a black girl in America is a little different and so they would have those conversations with me and be like hey watch out for these things or this is what has happened in the past and it could happen now because these things are so very prevalent and so I was my mind was open and I was aware of those things but I wasn't super honed in until I moved here and until high school so you were noticing those things that they kind of like warned you about or like talked to you about like in oh yeah oh yeah wow definitely can you give me an example of something like specific um so I think whenever I think it was like my ninth or tenth grade year and I Lugoff is a very country town, mm. um, very small. Um, I always like to tell people that Elgin has one traffic light, one singular traffic light. So that speaks wonders. Um, so it was very small. Everyone knew each other. But I remember pulling up to school one day and this kid had like a dead deer in the back of his car, just like literally just blood dripping from the back of his truck. And I was just like, what is this? There were lots of Confederate flags um, there were lots of don't tread on me stickers. There were, you know, it was it was a lot of things that you see in history books. And you're just like, whoa. Okay. But whenever you see it and sometimes the people that are connected to those things, very eye opening. Yeah. I was very um, on high alert for a lot of things whenever I was growing up in Lugoff. Um, wow. Just because people were just not it. Now, not so every not everyone was terrible. I met yeah. some amazing friends. I have some high school friends, middle school friends that I still talk to to this day. Um, but the majority of my high school was that, which was terrifying. But no one um, would, like, outwardly say anything crazy. Yeah. You could just tell by their demeanor and who they hung around what kind of person that they were. Well, I can imagine, too, seeing something like Confederate flag. Like, for me, that's so interesting because, you know, I see one, I'm like, ew. You know, like, in my head, I'm like, ugh, you know? And I know some people are, whatever. We don't need to get into the debate. We don't need to get into that. But for me, whenever I see it, I'm like, <laughs> yuck. But for you, I can imagine that that has a it was also much more yuck. elevated connotation. It was also yuck, but it was like, mm. Right. So for you, it had a whole different... It was much more elevated. For me, yeah. I'm like, wow. But for you, that was personal in a way. That was definitely like a bing. Yeah. High kind of thing. Yeah. Right. That it was definitely one of those for majority of my high school time. So, to anyone who did not listen to the first episode, you are what you call yourself a lesbian. <laughs> a les dollar bean. A les dollar bean. <laughs> She's a lesbian. I'm a lesbian. I think it's yeah. fantastic. I ask many, many questions. Yes, she does. And I'm always down to answer them. Yeah, you're a real trooper for that. Because um, it's really, for yeah, because they wouldn't know. But it's probably consistently, like, twice every hangout, and I open it consistently with, I have, I have a, a gay question. I have a gay question. <laughs> and then I fire off something that could absolutely be applied to, like, straight people. But I'm like, no, no, no. no. Like, is it gay? And is And it is important to preface that um, Jessica has these questions because Jessica's mother will not answer them for her. So no. I have stepped in, and I'm just like, I will do this for you. Yes. Jess. I will do this. It for only you. took about two months before I was like, 
Aaliyah. Can I ask you something? <laughs> Can I, I just like, ask yeah, you sure. a question? It's yeah. a little personal. I'm just like, go for it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's honestly how we bonded a little yeah, bit. Because I, I, so I love to learn these things. I want to make sure I'm as educated as possible. So because you are a Les Dollar Bean, when did you, like, at what age did you come out? Mm, I came out whenever I was 17, 18. So you were a senior? I or? was a, I had just graduated from high school. Wow. Whenever I um, came out to my parents. Whenever I came out to my parents, I'd also just broken up with my very first and only boyfriend <laughs> ever. And I was just like, oh, this just is not working out for me. And I, it was a, it was a whole, it was a whole thing. But I came out whenever I was 17 or 18. My little psychology brain, I'm wondering, in a psychoanalytic standpoint, do you think you waited to come out because of the culture of your high school and how you already had on high alert for things like Confederate flags that you didn't want to then add also, I'm gay. So I didn't come out earlier for many reasons. I think I knew I was gay probably in middle school. Yeah. I knew I was gay in middle school. I had not come to terms with it until I was about 16 or 17. I was just like, okay, Aaliyah, let's be real yeah. with ourselves. Was it the fear? For a second. It was the, it was the fear of what are my parents going to think? It wasn't even like... Because I think as I got older, I kind of just stopped caring about what people thought of me and... I only cared about what my immediately my immediate family thought of me. Yeah, or and friends. so immediate family and friends, right? And so I was kind of more nervous to disappoint my parents. Disappoint. That's a very strong word, but it was very real. Yeah, um, just go against the image they thought they had of you. Right, because and I think it's very real. Like your parents have in their head a life that they imagine for you. And whenever you steer different from that life, it's kind of a shock to them. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what I was a little more nervous nervous of. I was not nervous to tell my sisters because like I said, I was very close with my sisters. I know they wouldn't judge me and they never did, not even for a second. Um, But I was just more nervous about my mom and my dad. Right. Um, And I think that's why it took so long because I was just like, oh, like I cannot say this. I can't even like bring myself to be like, mom and dad, I'm gay. Like I I couldn't do it. Like I would literally practice it and be like okay Lee, like this is how you're going to say it like this is going to be the setting and the setting was not anything of what i thought it was going yeah, to be how did you tell them were they what first were they the first people you told or did you tell friends first i told um my best friend at the time first she was the very first person that i ever told she was just like okay and i was just like all right like maybe maybe yeah. this won't be so bad so how did you tell your parents so it was right before my no my dad had just gotten home it was right around thanksgiving i remember this very vividly so you were what a freshman in college at this point i it, i was a freshman in college okay. I, it was my very first year um at a college that i was at like i said i played tennis all through high school and so i was home um, because I worked at a retail store and so I would come home every weekend and then leave and I would just do that same thing. I was only like 30, 45 minutes away from home. So driving was Wasn't not a thing. big deal. Yeah. yeah. And so I was home and my first girlfriend at the time, she made a very big deal out of not, a, I wouldn't say a big deal out of me not telling my parents who I was with, because at this point I was with her for about mm, three or four months and she was just like, well, I don't want to be someone's secret. And I was just like, oh my God, no. And I, at that time, I was just like, oh my God, my life is over. She's not going to want to be with me anymore. And I remember walking out of my room to like get a sip of water or something like that. And my mom was still in the living room and I was crying. I just got done crying. And my mom was like, oh my God, what's wrong? And I was just like, nothing. I don't want to talk about it. Like very dramatic. And she was like, okay, well, do you want to talk about it tomorrow or whatever? And I was just like, yeah, whatever. What, not really thinking about like 
what I had just like promised. Yeah, yeah, not have to follow up. <laughs> right, like I was like, damn, I actually got to follow up. You have to deliver. Now I have to talk. And so I was going to work and my mom has very good lighting in her bathroom. It's almost like a vanity setup. Her lights are very bright. So I went in there just be like, does my makeup look good? Do I look good? Does my outfit look good? That kind of thing. And so my dad was on the bed. My mom was also sitting on the bed. And so I walked in their bathroom, turned the light on. And I was like kind of adjusting myself, getting myself together. And my mom just like comes in the bathroom. And my dad comes in the bathroom, closes the door, locks it. And I was just like, what is this? Like, what is happening? I'm being Shit. cornered. Right. And that was the first thing that went through my head. I was like, fuck. And so my mom was just like, what was wrong with you yesterday? And I was just, and my mom is very attentive. Mm -hmm. um she's very nurturing love her so much and I was just like nothing I'm fine she was just like no I really want to talk about it and I was just like okay and I was just gonna let them guess until they got there and um me my dad is my literal best friend love him to pieces I can tell him anything we can talk about anything and so um 10 bucks I thought you were pregnant that is the first thing my mom said. <laughs> my mom was just like, um, are you pregnant? And I was just like, oh, my God. No, girl. Like, that is not. No, not even close. If only you knew. If only you knew, girl. <laughs> and so my mom was just like, are you pregnant? Then did you and David break up? And I was just like, yeah, but you knew that. Like, yeah, it's, that's nothing new. But she was just wanted me to be with David so much. And he was such a great person. Um, just not for me. And no, because you're gay. My, yeah. And my mom was just like. <laughs> naming off all these things she's like is it this is it that now mind you my dad is sitting off to the side of me my mom is on the right side of me my dad is on the left yeah. and my dad is just looking at me with his hand on his chin he's just like looking like yep. just observing my whole aura like my my whole demeanor and my mom's just like firing off all these things and talking i'm not saying anything i'm just like no yeah no no and my dad like just puts his hand up to my mom and he was just like hold on and i look at him he was just like are you gay and i was just like yeah and my mom's jaw literally just dropped. And my dad was just like, all right. And I was like, okay, bye. And I literally like unlocked the door and like opened it. And as I was like walking out, I forgot my purse in their room. So I had to go back in. And my mom goes, I really don't want to think, I don't want you to think too much about, you know, being bisexual and all this other stuff. In my head, I was like, I'm not bisexual, mom. I'm a lesbian. Like, but I didn't say, I didn't, I did not, yeah. put, I didn't label myself. I did not give myself that label because I was still figuring it out. I had only had one boyfriend. I was with my very first girlfriend ever, and I was not putting myself in that bubble. I just knew to some capacity I liked girls. Yeah. And my mom, my dad literally was just like, Sandra, please stop talking. That is literally what he said. He said, don't say anything else. And I went to work. And I remember going to work. I went to my girlfriend's house at the time, and I told her about everything. She was like, how do you think it went? And I was just like... I honestly don't know because I left so quickly because I didn't want any follow-up conversations to happen because I had to go to work. Yeah. I had to be to work in like less than an hour. So I was like, I really have to go like, I cannot talk about this right now. And so whenever I got home, my dad was in the kitchen and I was just like, hi. And he was just like, hey. And I was like, okay. So I'm going to open my stuff down. And he came to my room. He was just like, can you come back out here whenever you're done? I was like, sure. So I come back out and he was like, I have three questions. And I said, okay, what is it? And he was just like, um, he was like, so have you ever kissed a girl? And I was like, yeah. And then he had like a a one A question. He was just like with tongue, and I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> such a dad question, right? And I was just like, yeah. I can imagine being like, you don't need to know. Oh, it gets better. And he was like with tongue, and I was like, yeah. And he was like, okay, second question. He was like, have you ever thought about having sex with a girl? And I was just like, yeah. Had you at this point? And that was his third question. Oh. He was just like, well, have you ever had sex with a girl? And I was just like, mm-hmm. And he was just like, 
he was like, well, it is what it is. Um, he was like, I'm totally here for you. And of course, like my dad is Muslim. And so he was just like, well, obviously, you know, like this is that and the third. A lot of religions think this and, you know, people don't think it's natural and people don't think it's right. And I was just like, yeah, I know all of those things. Like very generic. I know. Mm-hmm. Like I know. Overplayed. Yeah. Especially in the South. Yeah. Um, and sure. that was another thing moving here. So maybe that did give me a little more pressure to not come out fully. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I know. And he was just like, but, you know, I'm here for you and I don't want you to think you don't have anyone on your side. And oh. that was my coming out. Wow. Right. So moving forward then, how many serious, serious girlfriends have you had? Serious girlfriends? Now, whenever you say serious, do you mean like in my head or like meeting the parents? Just something that like when you, it doesn't even have to be like a length of time. But like that it's I definitely thought would classed, be sustainable. Yeah. Like something that could have had potential. Um, I would say three. Okay. And how was that? So the girl that you first dated whenever you told your family. Yeah, but... I don't, I wouldn't even count that as a relationship. At the time, I really thought that was a relationship that I thought could be something, but very quickly realized that it would not be anything. Um, And I wasn't okay with it, but obviously I have to come to terms with those things. Definitely probably a first love kind of thing because it, it was a very intense relationship for me because that was my first girlfriend and first everything with a girl kind of thing. And yeah. so it was a lot for me to take in a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings. Yeah. Very amplified. Right. And I, so whenever I say two or three, I would, whenever you meet my parents, it is real for me. Right. And only three, four people that I have ever been with in my 27 years of life have ever met my parents. Wow. And I've obviously talked to people and like dated very shortly. Right, right. But not everyone, not everyone that I have ever been with has met my sisters for one, let alone meet my parents. Because if anything, you will meet my big sister first. Yeah. You will meet my older sister. And if she tells me that she does not like you, I'm on high alert. Yeah. Because my older sister wants the best for me. And I know that. And she's literally like a sister, brother, and mom all combined in one. And I love her so much. And if I if my sister met you and she did not like you, I was very tuned into that because mm. I cared a lot about what my what my sisters thought. And so I didn't want to be with someone that they did not think was potentially right for me. So you obviously have a ton of kind of like insight, I would say, because of who you are just like as a human. And then on top of the fact being black, being gay in the South and like, being a woman and being right. My dad calls it the triple threat. I was going to say you have <laughs> enough. My dad right? literally called it the triple threat. I hope for the rest of your life, you never have to worry about anything else because good Lord, you deserve it. Thanks. Um, the South is a hard enough place to be as a woman, mm-hmm. let alone adding being black and being gay. Yeah. So with that for anyone, for example, like my mother was 45 before she realized that her soulmate was a woman. So mm-hmm. that kind of I don't want to say awakening. That sounds <laughs> a gay weirdly awakening. sexual and very dramatic. But if but it can be that that can for a lot yeah of people. you can find that moment at any time in your life. So for yes. you, what is your lasting final like impression or advice? Where do you, what do you want to leave people with who might be thinking these things, having these thoughts, or going through anything to the capacity that you have? I would say to take your time take your time and really figure out who you are and not who people want you to be because I feel like we've had this conversation and in this day and age and in this new generation it is so easy for you to be sucked in to be like what are you yeah like are you gay are you a lesbian are you bisexual are you like I don't think that's important just be you 
just be you and as long as you are comfortable with who you are and if you have a sound enough mind to know what you want and where you see yourself and potentially who you see yourself with it does not really matter what other people think um and like i said take your time because whenever i came out at 17 or 18 i just would tell people that i was gay i wouldn't really go into me being bi or me being a lesbian i would not go into all of that and i don't think i really sat down and was just like i'm a lesbian until i was like maybe 21 um and i was with my first serious like my first real life serious girlfriend that i was basically living with um and that and we had that conversation as well about what because she had just went through the same thing that i went through at 17 but she went through that at 21 and so we would have really deep and thoughtful conversations about that and um i wouldn't rush it at all because you literally have all of your life mm -hmm. and you so it's it is not important people want to put people in a box so badly and i i don't think that is necessary at all i just think people try to label something it's not even a label people like to define something that they cannot understand to make them feel comfortable yes if they can define it it's a thing if you can't put a word a statement a phrase to it you it's can't understand real. it it's not real and you shouldn't do it yes and I, people are not in a dictionary and is people I, are just people people are just people and i feel like you should just be yourself and if you are comfortable with who you are, then that is all that matters. You don't. You should not have to explain yourself to anyone. You should not have to explain your sexuality to anyone. No, someone's fucking business. It's no one's fucking business. And I also think that whenever people think of like, oh, you're gay, they turn it into like this weird perversion. Yeah, especially people, for a woman. People, people always make it sexual, and it's not sexual. It's not. It's a feeling. It's mental. It is all, it's mental and emotional, or it was for me at least. It was never physical. Yeah. Because, of course, I think that women are beautiful. I think that men are handsome. But it was deeper than that for me. It was more than just like, oh, you look nice. It was, I, I can connect to you on this level, and I feel comfortable with you. That I can't connect to men. I could not. I couldn't. That's it wasn't. It. it wasn't genuine for me. It didn't feel right for me. And That wasn't the thing that was natural. No. You that, being gay is not unnatural. You right. being forcing a connection with a man is what's unnatural. That was unnatural for me. I wasn't comfortable. And I think um, my very first boyfriend, I think he could tell that I was slightly uncomfortable, <laughs> just a tiny bit. Um, and it didn't make him uncomfortable, but it absolutely led to conversations. And I was very thankful that I was able to have those conversations with him. Um, he was a very um, understanding enough person um, to not be spiteful and to be mean and to call me names and all those things that some people may go through whenever they open up to their friends or family or significant others or ex-significant others. I didn't necessarily have to go through that. I went through some stuff with my family, of course. I feel like every, just about every other person does. Um, but yeah, don't rush anything. You have your entire life, literally. Yeah. If you connect with a, per with a person and if you feel like that is where you want to be and who you want to be with then just let go it be that. that yeah go with that and then see where that develops see how you develop um who you are in three years because who i was three years ago is not who i am now um the same sexually but but not the same mentally right um yeah. and that can also that's who you date too you know right that changes and who everything. I, oh my god who i dated i would not ever 
<laughs> I would not ever put myself <laughs> those were experiences but yeah I would say take your time come out whenever you're ready do not let anyone force you out yeah. of the closet quicker than you want to be as we're in a closet we're currently in a closet we're, we're currently in Jessica's closet um don't let anyone out oh my god don't let anyone out you before you want to be oh my out. god my heart goes out to those tell people. people tell your people tell your yeah. close friends that you know would not tell a soul even if it's just one person start with one person I started with I, one I'm person. actually like I'm gay I'm not gay I'm, I just know <laughs> I just know people and I just know things sometimes just letting any secret or not it's not even a secret any kind of something close to your heart that right. you're not ready to share with let's say your the, your world right your world start with one person and I started with one person and that one person knew everything that I was going through for an entire year before I told anybody and Sometimes I was that's, okay that's with that. good enough and in, and for me it wasn't hiding who I was it was me finding who I was I yeah. think um, so find that one person, two people, your three best friends that you know wouldn't tell a soul. And if one of those bitches are a little bit iffy, don't tell her. Yeah. Tell the other two. <laughs> and let it be and or let it be that. Write it down. Write it down if and you cannot throw it the fuck away. If you cannot say it, write it down, get it out, throw it away, and continue to do that until you are ready to actually voice yeah. that and let that out. Well, if anyone's going through this, we are hundred percent backing you. We love you the most. You can talk to me if yep. you're if you're going through what I went through, you can talk to me. I don't care who you are. Mm -hmm. You can find my Insta, DM me. Because we love them the most. We, I love you the most. And I feel like that is a very pivotal time. And it can be a very dark time as well. Um, yeah. There were some really dark times. But I think it's important to tell certain people to where it won't be so dark. And it's a little easier to get through as yeah. well. We're here for you. Yes, we are. And we hope that life is good I, I hope that helped whoever yeah that i think it did i think it did i hope that reached whoever it needed to reach if you really needed to hear that should it help thank me thank you for listening <laughs> i'm like okay thank you for listening um and i will always be here to listen yeah. to you as well if you need that always here always an open ear always an open book down for whatever down for the cause wow i can't even believe it's been 45 minutes <laughs> that was, holy shit that was a great 45 We're sitting minutes. in a closet for 45 minutes. I have a freaking corona. Like, what are... I have a truly. We're just having a great time sitting, that, I like talking. this better, I think. You know, I think going so back too. to what we talked about in the beginning, I just feel like we gave a whole thing about being authentic and real, and I want to make sure we live up to that. Right. Because that's, I mean, that's the whole We're thing. We're in a closet drinking. We're in a closet. And then Aaliyah's <laughs> going to leave the closet again. Again. <laughs> I'm going to come out of the closet I will reemerge once again. Guys, she's gay. And a you're about to find woman. out a second time. <laughs> On the pod. <laughs> live. Not Heard super live. First, but... from still inside the closet. <laughs> you're welcome. So, um, I hope you had a great week. I hope you have a great weekend. Yes. We're going to the State Fair this weekend. Oh my God, we're going to the State Fair this weekend in yep. South Carolina. So fun. Tell us what you're doing this weekend. Yes. I want to know really want to know and I and continue again I'm gonna say something in the fucking freak I don't know why I'm fucking face uh, sorry. let it out Jessica sorry grandma my mom wanted to send this to her so she told me not to say fuck so much sorry grandma Denise was like stop saying fuck so I can it to grandma and I was like okay sorry grandma this one might not be sorry, for you Joanne. but it might be for you maybe so yeah tell us what you're doing this weekend uh, give us all the feedback oh my Still. god if you're going to be at the South Carolina State for fit State four, the state fair. Let us know. Yeah, yeah. We would love to walk and talk with you guys because yep. that's what you do at the state fair. You walk, talk, get some bomb ass food I hope they and have drinks. I think they do. They do We're have a. Have they have a. They have a beer stand. If not, oh, you yummy. know, we can 
pregame before the fan. Probably will. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anywho. Oh, you can leave a rating or a comment like on Spotify. Please do that. Oh my god. Yes. Just because please. not even for anything other than I just want to know like where we're at. Um, we want to. We want to read the room. Yeah, we want to read the room. We want to see what's hitting, what's not hitting. If we should shut the fuck up, let me know. <laughs> if we need to do more. Yeah. If we need to just like record a podcast and then only us to listen to it back, we can do that. We but can just, do it, and that'll just, be like, fine. Let us know. <laughs> um, so, with that being said, it's unscripted, unapologetic. It's unlicensed. Yes, it is. With Jessica and Leah. Yeah. Your new best friends. <laughs> <laughs> and we love, love you the, the most. most. <laughs> bye. Bye, team. <laughs>